Coming up on today's episode of Unwind with Achiever. People look at women who get pregnant as this sort of like anomaly. I didn't even tell people I'd had a baby for 10 days. This is a thing that you need to know about Chloe. <laughs> I was talking to her about friends and sex in the city the other day. I've never seen them. Either of them. Grab a coffee or put your walking shoes on. We're about to take you through a weekly breakdown of building a business, lessons learned, and challenges we faced, all while dealing with the ups and downs that life throws at us. This is the story of how we went from competitors to co-founders during a global pandemic with a shared vision of building a community of like-minded women. Get ready to unwind with Achiever. Welcome back. Week four. We're still here, still going strong, although we are recording this a few days before we soft launch Achiever, which we put out there as yes. the 9th of uh, August. And thus far, we are still going with that. Yes, at this stage we are. Hmm. Um, it's been a long, long, long week in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Like getting it all together and... It sort of has felt very long, but also very short because we oh, still yeah, have a lot a to do. Well, it was a yeah. holiday on Monday, Sunday as well. Yeah, so it's been another short week. But yeah, we haven't got everything covered. And that doesn't concern me, though. Like, we've obviously still got a lot to do. But I think a defining moment in my mindset change about it's okay, we can still be working up to the last minute was seeing Paris Goebbels. All right, go with me here. The choreographer for Rihanna's Fenty <laughs> yeah. show who still hadn't choreographed like the final dance basically a night before the the finale and everything. And I'm like, if she can be world famous working with like Justin Bieber and Rihanna and still like only just be meeting her deadlines, then we're totally fine. Yeah, and I'm I'm the kind of person that it, if I've got a deadline of Monday at 2 p.m., that's fine. That's my deadline. Mm, mm. Like I, I will work all the way through the night until I get to there. I'm not the kind of person who's like, oh, look, here's my finished work four days early. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anyone like that, psychos. No, but the pressure is good. Yeah. It's sort of making us really look at things and really examine things, and we're getting there. Slowly but surely. Hmm. Yeah. Have you had a good week, though, overall, otherwise, aside from uh, Achiever? Yeah, I mean, it's been a short week, four-day week, mm. uh, which has been great. My husband's been off all week, so he's taken the kids mm. all around town. They've been to a trampoline park. They've been to the pool every day. They've been out to the shops, the cafes, like, what, what COVID? <laughs> They've been around. Um, no, so that's been nice because then I haven't felt, like I've actually been able to work a lot longer into the night and into the day without having to race home at, you know, three, four o'clock to, to do all of that in the afternoon. So that's been nice. Okay, good. Yeah, you? I honestly Oh I my gosh, remember. happy birthday. It is my birthday, great. Right? I was just realizing <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's Anna's birthday today for those listening at home. Yeah. Uh, thank you for all your lovely messages. Twenty WhatsApps and yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have yeah. said happy birthday before. I didn't just remember <laughs> <No>. it now. <laughs> I just remembered it was my birthday as well. Like, because honestly, we've just been concentrating on Achiever. I've been wrapping up some client work that I've been doing. I've got a staycation planned for next week. We've got the launch on the 9th and it's just sort of blurred. Lots of other moving parts going on. Also, when you your birthdays are over 25, they're not that exciting. I am having a unicorn cake, so it is very exciting this year because I've ordered 
a gold uni- unicorn cake for myself and I'm a twin myself and I've had twins and so my twin sister is having a silver unicorn cake so I'm sure you'll probably see this on Instagram um, why unicorns are you one of those people that's obsessed with unicorns I'm not obsessed with unicorns but I just sort of think that like having a unicorn cake for your 33rd birthday is sort of like you either get people that go that's amazing I want a unicorn cake or you get people that go well, she's an idiot or some sort of other negative comment like that. And I'm just sort of like, mm, bugger off. It's my birthday. If I want a unicorn cake with chocolate buttercream filling, then oh, I'm going to have it. So Fair. I can have my cake and eat it too. It's yeah. your birthday if it's in your macros. Yeah, totally. And I'm getting my macros so I can make it count. I can make oh it God. work. <laughs> we have a chat about macros almost every day. Should we do a podcast about macros? Oh, I just inhaled the largest burrito, so... <laughs> feeling guilty about my macros <laughs> today or lack thereof well guilt um challenges mixing achiever with everything else that we have going on is kind of today's focus yeah we've got lots of moving parts in our life which we've discussed mm-hmm. at length but one of the biggest moving parts for me and I'm sure it's the same for you is family and within family um are children yeah so, and that's yeah, that's a, that's a whole podcast on itself, which we're about to dive into. That's right. We're going to be exploring challenges, a bit of our journey about firstly being businesswoman and then having babies, what mum guilt means to each of us, and mixing all of this with work. So it's that element of uh, adversity, a bit of perseverance, and really chasing our dreams no matter what comes our way. That's on the way next. Our journey to motherhood um, is a little bit different, although we're both, uh, what, 30 when we had our kids, right? I was 28 when I was pregnant with Hudson, 29 when I had him. Okay, yeah, Yeah, because he's a year older than the boys, yeah. So I didn't think that I would have children first of all I guess like that's a that's a really good like starting point I always thought that I would be focused on my career and I had started my business in 2015 and that was really my focus my first baby as I call it and I've got endometriosis and polycystic ovaries so yeah double whammy so (laughs) I (laughs) I didn't think that it would be something that would happen to me quickly and so I was totally prepared for um being a mom in my late 30s after I'd achieved some uh, goals in my career and in my personal life that I really wanted to do to travel more to get to a financially specific goal you know to have all those sort of uh, adult life uh, events happen under my belt uh, lo and behold uh, we got pregnant pretty soon after we got married and so all of those I guess expectations of what my life was going to be sort of seven years down the track, all of a sudden I was a 29-year-old, newly married um, and pregnant, not only with my first child but with my first children because I have twins. So Are a twin, have twins. I am a twin and, yeah, and I have twin boys. And if you are a twin and you've always been told, oh, it skips a generation, that's wrong. You either have a mother, if it's on your maternal side, that is a hyperovulator, and if it runs in the family, then you'll often be a hyperovulator as well. Um, <laughs> if it's on your fraternal side, on your father's side, then you don't have to worry about that. So just FYI, because I've got called my entire life that I would never have twins. So it was a bit of a shock when I found out. I can't imagine. <laughs> With Henley, when my youngest, when we went for her initial scan, the doctor went, oh, Oh, just 
just checking. I, I think that's a second heartbeat. I almost <laughs> died. I was like, oh, you're blessed, grateful. Hashtag everything about this is great. At the same time, I was like, oh, my God. But it wasn't. It, he was just like, oh, no. A shadow. No, no, no. Something. False alarm. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Enough to, like, make me have an early for delivery. Me, for me, I guess, like, I wasn't, I was shocked, but I wasn't surprised that I had twins because I've grown up obviously as a twin and it just, it's been pretty normal for me. If I had had triplets or quads, I think I really would have been like, I'm out of my depth here. (laughs) So it's just, and I had such a great pregnancy as well. Um, I was really lucky. I had my best sprint time at the gym the day before I found out I was pregnant. I had a a seamless pregnancy, no medical issues. I exercised throughout my pregnancy. I traveled, I still worked. So I didn't really stop. And then no one really prepares you for all of a sudden being in hospital with like two kids. And yeah, I don't know how you did that. Like breastfeeding, tandem breastfeeding. And nope. <laughs> um, just, and also trying to run my business at the same time. I had put some systems into place, but I really hadn't seen anyone that had transitioned from business owner to then motherhood and still sort of kept that seamless element of the business going. And I wish that I had had more resources on the operations and the automation side. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that a little bit later, but um, I really didn't have any role models in terms of, of what that could look like. I am very similar, mm-hmm. very similar in journey. I had been with my husband, Hugh, for a couple of years and we were married and it saved me very, 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 very quickly after, found out we were pregnant. Now, it wasn't that it wasn't planned. I We wanted to travel to be honest, we wanted to go to South America and, and a lot of different places first. And Hudson, my firstborn, is about four years ahead of where he is. So I, technically, by all like our, our lovely plan we put together, I would have a one-year-old now. But I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old, which is fine. We wouldn't change it for anything, obviously. But I had him uh, and then Henley was very planned. She came after my after my sickness, which we can touch on later, but she was definitely very planned there. I was very similar to you. I had just started my business three months before I found out I was pregnant. So just on a year, a year after, sorry, a year before I found out I was pregnant, um, a year before I had Hudson, my gosh, (laughs) excuse me. It's been a long week. Uh, and I remember I've got a photo actually of me sitting in hospital here uh, bouncing on one of the balls in, while I was in labor with my computer on a bench, the one of the tray tables they put your food on, sending emails. Um, and it wasn't that I wasn't prepared. Like it was a, I hadn't gone into a quick labor or anything like that. I just was working because I had nothing else to do in there and I wasn't in, you know, active labor. And then when I had Hudson, probably an hour or two after, and we'd done all the initial calls, I checked my emails and I checked my emails and I sent emails. I didn't even tell people I'd had a baby for 10 days. The nature of the industry that I'm in, which is client servicing for my other business means that, you, you know, you are paid to service that client. And if you're not doing it, then who is? And at the time I was just freelancing, so I didn't have any additional support and I was so worried about telling my clients that I'd had the baby um, because I didn't want them to think I'd do any less of a job or anything like that. So I didn't tell a lot of my clients until about 10 days to two weeks after that I'd actually had Hudson. 
And they were all like, what do you mean you had him two weeks ago? And I remember just being like, oh, I didn't want to tell you. I was worried you didn't think I couldn't do the job. And meanwhile, I was up at, you know, 1, 2, 3 a.m. when Hudson wasn't sleeping, sending emails with him on the couch beside me because it was the only time in the, you know, the, the day or night I could get work done. So it's definitely not, um, not something I would advise and definitely something that I, I focus a lot of my time and energy to now when people around me are pregnant. I'm like, make sure that you have time to yourself after that baby is born, if if they work for themselves. Mm. So, and with Henley, when she was born, uh, I, have, I have really good staff with my other business, and they allowed me to take, uh, not allowed me, but they they really took the reins and allowed me to have four weeks where I didn't see any clients. I still emailed and I was still online and I still did work in that time, but. I actually had four weeks where I stayed at home mm. and enjoyed some, some resemblance of a maternity leave, albeit not. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had eight weeks, I think, of maternity leave. I had the boys in New Zealand and was there for six weeks. Um, my husband had to return back to work pretty quickly um, about 10 days after the boys were born. So he returned to the UAE and I was on my own with my mum in New Zealand with twin boys. And then we took the longest flight in the world Back from actually the longest yeah, flight in the world. Back from New Zealand to the UAE uh, on National Day weekend, which is the first weekend in December, second of December. Um, if you're in the UAE, and we arrived on National Day back in the UAE, and then two weeks later, I started working again. I got I had an MC gig, and so I was out in public. And bless the client wanted me so badly for me to take the job because they wanted me to return. I'd done some work for them previously that they were willing to set up a baby room and to have breastfeeding facilities and things like that. So I was really lucky with that. But I also, um, and I think we'll get onto this maybe in the next section, just to sort of preview it, that aspect of not wanting to tell people that you're pregnant or not wanting to show that you are a mother or have dependence for fear of looking less than able or less than Mm. capable, I think is something that is really, really true for me. Yeah, and I I don't think at the time that's, you know, I didn't really like dive too much deeper into it. I just was initially top line worry but now I look at it and I'm like there's so many things wrong with that that process of thought um and I definitely wouldn't ever do that again but again I you know no experience no backup no resources no support network of in terms of work or anything like that no adequate modeling or examples of women who had done this before and were loud and proud about it to be honest I followed a lot of women I follow a lot of women female entrepreneurs who do both and they do both very well I don't know what it's like behind the scenes they show a very you know social media social media it's you know they've it could be completely different but I remember thinking following two or three women Emma Isaacs is one she has business chicks in Australia Mm. a lady by the name of Roxy Jasenko and a couple of other women who all went back to work immediately after they've had babies and I remember thinking fair it's done I'm not alone but that yeah that guilt of I guess not telling people that I'd had my child because I was worried that they'd think less of the work I could do like what an idiot but you know not to know. Mm. I know now I will never do that again. I really love the work that I do. And I don't think there's a lot of people that, or maybe a lot of mums that allow themselves to really say that they enjoy 
hobbies other than spending time with their children. I'm not saying more or less or one is better or one is worse, but having personal fulfillment out of your other passions, be that professional interests or uh-huh. just hobbies, I think is so, so important and not talked about enough in the motherhood community. Yeah, I agree. My my work, my other work, uh, my agency that I have is very much is very much a job. I think for me it started out as a passion and and that passion has turned into work. And I think there's a very big difference there. So for me, going back to work wasn't necessarily going back to fulfill my passion. I never stopped working, but it, you know, I think it was very much like this pays the bills. So I need to do it. Um, but I, I totally agree with you. I get you. It, it should be talked about more often if there is something you are super passionate about or that you love and, and fulfills you, go for it. Like, go do it. Go talk about it. You know, bring it up with friends. I, I just didn't have that. I, mean, I have it now, but it's not work. <laughs> is it Achiever? Oh, it's Achiever. Yeah. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's I like, I'm, I thoroughly enjoy and I will openly tell anyone, like, I, t- I take time out. I go and do my own thing. I clear my head. I go do self-care. I hang out with my friends when I can, um, without children. Very, my husband and I are both very good at dictating that time for ourselves. He plays golf a lot. (laughs) A lot. (laughs) It's a point of contention. (laughs) Oh, babe, I'm just ducking out to golf for nine hours. Like, I'll kill you. (laughs) Um, Does he play backwards? Honestly, it doesn't take me that long to get around 18 holes. The 19th hole is where it's at. (laughs) Um, No, he's very good. He does that. He'll go to the gym, whereas I'll go and do whatever I need to do. Like I I find I like to go for a coffee on my own. I like to go to the plant nursery. I'm a weirdo. Um, And I'll go and get a massage or do something like that, or I'll see my friends. So for me, that's where I find my fulfillment and I'm totally fine talking about it and I'm not guilty about it at all. Mm. I don't feel guilty, but yours came from work. So yeah. And, and not that it didn't have that element of it's, it's a value exchange. I am working in exchange for money. I'm not working just for free time and for the hell of it here. This is a, this is a job. This is a business Mm -hmm. that I have. Um, so there is an element of that, but I think it was also trumped by the fact that um, I am an introvert and so I don't get my energy from being around other people. And my job in media uh, is, it, it basically involves me being around people all the time, whether that's um, outside doing events, trainings, I always have to be involved with other people. And so for me, having pursuits and passions like my running and my fitness, like hashtag running is my therapy, because I, I get, yeah, I, yeah. I, I just love the, the freedom that it gives me. And I love creating a lot of the little freebies and the giveaways and the little resources that you'll see on Achiever. I will potter about on Canva for a few hours and be like, look, Chloe, I've created this. <laughs> I'm like, how? That would take me weeks to write that. And you're like, I popped it up last night. And I, I'm like, okay, you yeah. do you, boo. <laughs> I, I love doing stuff like that and just pottering on my own. So, yeah. um, and you know, when kids come along, you you don't have that alone time. So I was really craving that. I have been, I've always run like you. It's, you know, it's easy. It's an easy workout for me. I don't need exercise. I don't need to go to the gym, put my joggers on and I'm out the door. Uh, and I was saying to my husband just after I had Henley, the running for me is the only time that no one bugs me. Not yeah. a single soul. Like I don't, my kids aren't around. If I was doing a workout in the house, they'd be there. 
who's not there. Uh, you know, I don't get work emails. I don't take phone calls. Like I put my phone on airplane mode, play my music and run. Like I, I get 30 minutes of uninterrupted time with my thoughts and that's that. And it's, yeah, I, and I, I make time for that. Yeah. Now, every week, or probably three or four times a week I'll run. It's only for 30 minutes. Sometimes I'll come back into the house and it's been destroyed and I'm like, how did that happen in 30 <laughs> minutes? I've only been gone down the road. But at least I've had that time to clear my head and carry on. Well, a small amount of time can make a big difference. And that's what I want us to dive into next, Chloe, because we, um, as we've mentioned in a previous podcast, we only basically have a day and a half a week to work together yep that, if you condensed it all yeah that's that's yeah. pretty much it. obviously we work around that at night time and in the mornings and whenever mm, we yeah. get that but in a day and a half of face time yes so with that we've also not just had a day and a half of like uninterrupted seamless brainstorming and incredible masterminds happening we've also had your daughter ending up in A&E at six in the morning um my kids and their uh, incident that everyone knows about uh, sleep training, potty training. We've had sickness, COVID, like, lockdown, yeah. everything that's happened. So let's dive into mixing that all in together. Yay! Next. The whole being loud and being proud about having kids is obviously made easier by the fact that we both have kids. And if you follow us on Instagram at Achiever, you would have seen some of our WhatsApps that we've sent to each other at 11 p.m., 1 a.m., 3 a.m. about us having really rough nights with the kids. And sometimes it's things like that, which is all part and parcel of being a parent. And then other times it's the moments that kind of make your heart stop, like you ending up in hospital with your daughter. Yeah, I, it was only recently. I mean, she, bless her, she's one and a half, but she's been trouble <laughs> since she was two weeks old. Um, and I mean, that's, I guess, yeah, part and parcel of having children. We've we've had a few trips to A&E and it's not her first one. She's had a couple of operations. Um, you know, there have been a few issues there, but... It, this happened in the blink of an eye the other day. I, I'd gone for a run, actually, and I'd come home and it would have been maybe 6.45 in the morning and I had a really busy day. Like I had a 9 a.m. meeting across town. I had a meeting with you or we had time with you for the rest of the day. Like it was a big day that I'd had planned and I was just drinking my juice, watching the kids play and eat breakfast and my daughter slipped off a bench that she crawls on all the time, but she fell really awkwardly into the back. Uh, it's really hard to explain, but like basically the window and, and the window ledge, which is razor sharp. Uh, and I, I thought, oh God, that's got all of hurt. And I kind of raced towards her. I was only about three steps away from her and I picked her up and her blood just sprayed all over the window behind her. She'd split her head like clean open along the back of her back of her skull Luckily, we live really close to a hospital and I'm, I'm talking like I timed it the next day when I went back to hospital and it's a two minute drive without speeding. I reckon we probably did it in 40 seconds. We, we broke a lot of speed limits on the way there, but we were at hospital quite quickly and they managed to sort her head out and everything. But that I, you know, I didn't even take my phone 
to hospital. I, I ran out of the house with no shoes on, no phone, nothing, and straight into the car. And I remember at hospital thinking, oh, my gosh, I've got a meeting really soon. Like, I need to let everyone know I'm not coming. And just that panic of trying to remember a phone number and, and telling people because I didn't have my phone. But, um, yeah, she's that kind of stuff happens often. And not, not emergency stuff like that, but I've got, you know, at any one time one of the kids has got something wrong with them. I mean, Hudson's a bit sick today. He's got a runny nose. It's not, you know bad or anything like that but he was up all night because he couldn't sleep and breathe through his mouth so he was just awake and I woke up this morning and I was like oh I really need a holiday I need a day (laughs) off but I have work and I had meetings I couldn't cancel and you know just life like you can't every time your kid doesn't sleep through the night you can't cancel a day unfortunately and and you can't as well I think the easiest thing might be to to say oh in in a few years time why don't we pick Achiever up? Like, let's park it now. Yeah. It's too too much. We've both got other client commitments. We've both got other things going on. Um, we've both got kids. Why don't we just park it and we can do Achiever in like two years' time? Which I guess is probably a valid question that a lot of people are asking. Why put ourselves through this with me with two two-and-a-half-year-old twins and you with two kids? I think it goes back to, you know, making sure when you go into business with someone or when you work on a project together that you find someone that gets it, that understands you. Even if you didn't have children or I didn't have children, you Mm. need to, like, work... You need to make sure that person understands that this is what's happening in your life. Or, you know, you could have four dogs and two cats and yeah, they could be super needy. Animals, cats are so needy. But or, like or parents you know. or siblings. I always yeah. think back to Love Actually and the American woman with her. You, you must have seen Love Actually. Yeah, I have seen Love Actually. Okay. <laughs> this is a thing that you need to know about Chloe. I was talking to her about Friends and Sex in the City the other day. I've never seen them. Either of them, not just Friends and not just no, Sex in the City. No, you haven't seen any of them. Not a single episode. And I was. this is a digression, but I saw someone post something about, like, if COVID was this meme or something, or and it was, like, two people from Friends, and I was just like, I don't even know their names. This meme makes no sense to me. And then the next one was, like, if 2020 was a Sex in the City couple, and it was – I was like, what? Who – who are these people? <laughs> so not relatable to me. So this is a goal by the end of 2020. I don't have time. We need- <laughs> I don't have time. I'm not watching them. It's either Achiever or Sex in the City. No. Nope. Like, yeah. I've watched the movie, Sex in the City. But did you not, like, did you no, get it? No idea. <laughs> I thought it was good. I watched the one when they were in Dubai, Abu Dhabi. Because well, that was-, was Morocco. They uh-huh. filmed it in Morocco. <laughs> thing <laughs> no <laughs> to the rest of the world yeah. yeah yeah to me and I live here yeah but sorry I like to, I had to like I had to tell I you I have about seen that. love actually but I don't remember what, like I saw it once okay so it's the it's Laura Linney or whatever her name is and she's got the brother that's like in the the um the play the hospital oh. and <laughs> no and idea she has to take care of him and she's always and there's the french guy that's after her that's like uh the office romance the good-looking guy that like dated kylie minogue i think for a is while is this one with hugh grant in it yes yep i'll watch it okay on the list <laughs> okay well if you know what i'm talking about leave a review i'm the worst person to talk to about movies and tv shows but okay the point that i was trying to make is that everybody has other stuff going on oh yeah so whether or not you have kids a pet 
some like crazy landlord. Ten other businesses. Yeah, ten other Doesn't businesses. Matter. Or like debt up to your eyeballs. Everybody has a life. And this is one thing that I've been pushing for businesses to be able to focus on. And especially in the age of COVID when people are being fired left, right and center and you're being like hung up to dry by your employer who doesn't want to like pay out anything and you've like lost your job. That ability to be able to understand that like one you've got to take charge of your own life two nobody else can be responsible for your financial success i don't care how like much your boss pays you because if you're in the door one minute you can be out the door the next and the third is that people look at women who get pregnant as this sort of like anomaly like oh they're they're with child all of a sudden like we haven't been doing it for thousands of years like it's just a new thing in the last decade when people have lives, we procreate. It's There isn't anyone in the world that won't be touched by this. Like, how is it such an anomaly to business? Yeah, and I think women, when mm. they have babies, become way more efficient. Yes. And it's not, I mean, you could have many other things going in your life without babies and be efficient, but there is a certain level of the minute I A, found out I was pregnant and then B, had the babies, my mm-hmm. efficiency levels went through the roof because yeah. I had really limited time in which to do jobs that I would have sat on like a lazy mofo all mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. and did them in 40 minutes. So I think, I, yeah, I think if an employer looks at it as a problem or as a oh, great, like, you know, huffing and puffing about it, I, I, I'm not like that. And if, if some one of my employees came to me and said they were pregnant, I'd be like, great. Yeah. Your productivity is about to shoot through the roof. <laughs> I know because I've been there, and I think I mean the first stage, obviously not, but afterwards, yeah. And I think it's I think it's a positive thing. Can we touch on your sickness? Yes, of course. Yeah, so it's, it's a story, obviously, that I know really well, and I've known you since before you yeah. got sick and before you had kids. But for those that don't know about what that time was like, can you maybe mm. take us through a bit of it? So. Long story, really short. About seven years ago, I was at Coachella Music Festival in LA. The Coachella. The Coachella. Uh, having the time of my life, <laughs> let me tell you that. And I was very ill one day towards the end of the trip. And I think I might have been in it, back in LA and I found, basically found a lump in my mouth. And I thought, oh, I must have just had such a big weekend at Coachella. Maybe my lymph nodes or maybe my glands are playing up. I'm probably getting sick. So I kind of just left. I parked it and I came back to Dubai. I saw a uh, an ENT specialist and he took a biopsy of it and he said, oh, no, nothing to worry about. It's fine. It's just a lump. Keep an eye on it. If anything changes, come back in. Fast forward to six months after I had Hudson um, I it changed basically I noticed a change in it it was still in my mouth this is six years later noticed a change went to an ENT and the ENT had said to me I need to take a sample of it a different ENT need to take a sample of it just to see what it is and I'll send it away anyway we were getting married again as in we were having our big fancy wedding in Sri Lanka and I was leaving for Sri Lanka the next day and he said look this is going to take 10 days to come back the results no worries, fine. So we left on holidays. And the day before my wedding, he said to me that I got a call from the doctor and he just said, I think you need to come in to discuss the results. And I was like, look, I'm getting married tomorrow. Can you just tell me what's going on? He's like, no, just come in and see me when you get back. Came back the day after the wedding. We kind of cut the holiday short a little bit. And he just went, look, we've 
we've taken cells and we think it's they're cancerous, but we haven't taken enough and we're going to need to test it again. Anyway, my mum was with me having been at the wedding and she basically was just like, this isn't good enough. You need to go home to Australia and get it looked at properly. And I'm not disputing any medical system or the doctors or anything here, but we'd had, it just kind of didn't feel like there was enough attention being paid to what could have, at the time, we had no idea if it could have been a, a serious situation. Flew to Australia about five days after the wedding with my parents and, and Hudson. Hugh stayed here and within 24 hours, I'd been connected with the best Max Lowe facial, facial surgeon ENT doctor in Queensland. He did a biopsy. Within 24 hours, he came back and he said, look, I'm really sorry. It's stage two cancer of the salivary glands, which is bloody rare. Um, and I don't really know anyone else that's had that. And he kind of just said, look, you know, if I was actually going to choose a cancer, I'd probably choose this one. He said, you've got a really good, we've called it early, early-ish. Um, it's a tumour that I can remove quite easily, albeit a nine-hour surgery and some major reconstruction in terms of skin grafting and, like, uh, lots of other issues I've had, which is why I kind of sound a bit nasally because I had to learn to speak again. I, I think she sounds great. Another but, story yeah. for another day. But this all happened when I was about six, uh, when Hudson was about six or seven months. I ended up spending three months in Australia going through all the treatment and the rehab and everything. And Hugh came back to Dubai because he had to work. So he missed quite a lot of that period of time of Hudson's life as well, sort of from six months, right, or well, seven months, right through until about nine or 10 months. Put it this way, when I left, Hudson was drinking six bottles of milk a day, lying on his back. When we came back to Dubai, Hudson was eating three meals a day and standing and walking along the edge of the couch. That's how much his development had changed in that time. Um, but yeah, that's the, the cancer story. I've had another lump cut out of the same spot just before I got pregnant with Henley. Luckily, it was just a bit of fatty tissue that had grown back in the scar fold. Um, but yeah, I've got all sorts of weird and wonderful scars all over my body. I'm missing a lot of lymph nodes in one side of my face. I've had skin grafts in my mouth, skin grafts on my arm. I've got like, yeah, scarring part of my jaws missing, one of my teeth. Like it's a big, it was a really big surgery, but hopefully I go into remission in February next year. That's been four years, four or five years. I don't even remember. It's been a long time. I'm going to remission. So I'm trying madly to get back to Australia to see my doctor and I can't go back mm. at the moment because of COVID. So hopefully by February I can get back, Yeah, get the all clear. So that's that. But, yeah, there was a – and, I mean, tying this back into work, I worked the whole way through the time I was sick. My clients reduced down and that was only because some of the clients needed more support and I just said to them, I'm really sorry, I can't help you. But then I had a couple of clients that I carried on with who continued to pay me and just said, work when you can. So that was amazing being able to still have a bit of income across a time where I probably should have been resting. But again, I didn't have a backup plan or any support. And here we are today. Yeah. So yeah, that's the story you wanted to know. <laughs> well, hopefully that clues you in a little bit um, when we talk about things happening behind the scenes and also speaking from experience, we're not sitting here on our high horses saying that we've got everything totally under control. I do not have everything under control. <laughs> but we've also um, seen the ups and downs so far of us independently being in business for the past five years, surviving mm -hmm. babies, surviving COVID, surviving, in your case, your cancer. cancer and sickness and yep. 
um, living to tell the tale. And that's really what Unwind and also what Achiever is all about. Yep. If any of this has like resonated with you, honestly, give us a shout out. Let us yeah. know what you think. Give us a review. Ask me any questions as well if you want to know anything about yeah. what I've been through, what Anna's been through. Like mm. we're, we're open books. Yeah, Happy totally. To talk. Yeah. The only things, and this is like probably the only caveat because you're probably noticing by now that I haven't said my children's names and I leave specifics. <laughs> um, I'm trying of, hard not to say their names. <laughs> <laughs> out of the public arena. Um, and that is that I have certain social rules. I don't post my kids' faces. I don't post their names. I don't post where we live. Um, or what sort of is around our house where we live. Um, So I don't give specifics about my private life because that is me and my entire family and I have chosen to to brand myself and to push my professional brand. Um, So that's the reason why you don't really hear specifics around anything to do with my family. I'm so far from that. (laughs) I could probably rob my bank account by now (laughs) with the amount of information I've given everyone. Your first pet, (laughs) mother's maiden name. Yeah, I know. Please don't. (laughs) So we had touched on in our introduction to the podcast today, the fact that we were going to talk about mum guilt and how we were both on different sides of the fence and I said to Anna but are we on different sides of the fence here after when we finished recording that part um and we sort of had a discussion about it and while we're going to do an entire little section on this today I think we've both come to the understanding that mum guilt is there we get it we understand it but from my now I'm speaking for me now but from my experience I I want to lead by example my mum always worked she worked really hard and really long hours and I I value that and I respect that from her she's been a hard worker her whole life and I want my kids to see that so for me my mum guilt doesn't you know doesn't stem from being out of the house for long periods of time working or anything because I know I'm doing something that will ultimately benefit them down the track yes um my mum guilt comes from and I don't know if I would call it mum guilt but I'm always on my phone and I'm always on my laptop or a screen like I'm it's permanently attached and that's something I'm trying to reduce at the Mm. moment but in terms of mum guilt I don't I don't feel it like I don't I I work hard and I know I've got a, a goal in mind and once I get there it will benefit myself and my children in the long run I think having more trust in myself as a person uh, and as a mother has allowed me to squash any feelings of mum guilt mm. and to really see mum guilt as something that is a an aspect of society that I think some people choose to perpetuate because I think it puts women on the back foot. It makes us stay at home. It makes ourselves put ourselves second. It makes us view other women as being less than or others rather than trying to bring us together. And I've had my children in nursery since they were seven months old when I went back full time into radio. Um, My husband travels quite frequently Um, prior to COVID. He could be away um, traveling every four days. And I, I haven't had time to really experience those feelings because I was really just focused on my kids and on my career. And COVID has allowed me to have more time with my children and to really pivot and be very clear about boundaries and priorities 
priorities and that's what COVID has given me. Um, now that we're getting out of lockdown and things are changing sort of from September with, you know, hopefully nurseries and schools and everything opening up. Inshallah. Yeah, that aspect of allowing them to go back into socialization and to being in learning environments is something that I'm so excited about. But yeah. Equally, picking them up at two and having those little conversations with them. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, if anything, I wouldn't call it guilt, but I felt sorry for the kids across mm. this period of COVID because they have been at home a lot more than they normally would. And that's probably a little bit of guilt creeping in there and thinking, could I have done more with them? Should I make more friends that have kids around the same age? Should I be taking them out a bit more? And then I think, no, I've really enjoyed the time that we've all spent together as a family over yeah. COVID. And I wouldn't have had that time mm. any other time or any other circumstance which has been nice but yeah I, yeah guilt not so much also shout out to the support systems the extended family the friends that are family and the tv women the tv, the, yeah, the TV. <laughs> but YouTube. also the woman that um we call our nannies yeah, our house help help um domestic workers who are the unsung heroes uh at least in our household uh, to be able to be the glue that holds everything together. Yeah, and I think our helper, Cherry, who's lovely, you know, has allowed me to pursue all the businesses mm-hmm. that I want to do. And and she's just there every day helping keep the house tick over. Yeah. <laughs> Tells me when we're out of toilet paper yeah. or washing up liquid. And that's, you know, that's so handy to have. And, and I'm very grateful for that. And I know a lot of my friends back home don't have that support network and mm. they probably are burning the candle at both ends trying to do everything. And that's where their guilt might creep in yeah. a little bit more than mine. Yeah. And I, I'm aware of that. Yeah. We hope that you've really enjoyed this um, once again. Let's give you a bit of a, a bit of a teaser coming up. Next week on Unwind with Achiever. <laughs> coming up next week on Unwind with Achiever. We're not making the same mistake twice. What are your biggest business regrets? (laughs) (laughs) It's a common one, making mistakes twice. I've been there. Um, There's that age-old saying, if you make it, you make the mistake once, shame on you. You make it twice, shame on me. Is that correct? Am I making that up? We'll have a look at it and verify that (laughs) in the next episode. I will come back to you with a much more professional way of delivering that quote (laughs) next week. But we are talking about regrets in business what we should have done the first time round, losing money Um, or are you a starter or a finisher yeah do you get going with projects and then leave them to one side or are you racing to get them done well if you love this episode please leave us a review we'd really love to hear from you hear what you're loving what your main takeaway was and we'd love to know what you want us to talk about next And as a bit of a thank you, when you leave us a review, we'll send you a copy of the Achiever Unwind Top 10. This Top 10 details our Top 10 essential resources that you need for self-care. So it's got things like go-to affirmations, ways to recharge your batteries and make you feel at your best. Now, we've got details in there that we don't share anywhere else. So you'll be getting exclusive tips and hacks. If you'd like a copy, it's pretty simple. Just leave us a review, screenshot it and share it on Instagram and we'll send you the link as soon as we can. Don't forget to tag us at Achiever. If you've loved what you've listened to today, we'd love to hear from you. Follow us on Instagram at Achiever and drop us a DM if you want to chat further. And remember, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. <laughs>